So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest is a real estate mogul, reality TV star on Bravo's hit show, Million Dollar Listing, New York, and sell it like Sir Hat. He fell into real estate by accident after giving up his acting career. Because if you look at him, you know, he's a very handsome young man right there, you know. He made just over $9,000 in his first year in the business, which is really important. I want to talk about that. That's when usually people quit or somebody tells you you're wasting your time. Ten years later. He leads a team of 60 brokers and averages a billion dollars in sales every year, making him one of the most successful real estate brokers in the world. Not this country, the world. Please welcome to Money Making Conversation, Ryan Serhant. How are you? Thanks for having me. Uh, so just talk about this acting career. <laughs> yeah. Let's, let's go to the heart, because really, I always tell people, I always go back to the fact that, you know, a skill set that you started in is really a, a blessing now because now you're really doing what you you're still doing what you wanted to do anyway. Your TV, your face, your personality. So you're really still doing your career anyway. But you you you're doing it in a different. You're actually controlling your career. What I say is that correct? Yeah, as much as possible. I mean, I I I wanted to be an actor when I was a little kid. It was the only thing I was ever good at. My parents made me play every single sport known to man, and I sucked at all of them. Um, and I came to New York City. <laughs> what was your worst sport, college. Ryan? Ryan, what was your worst sport? Now, you know, you say you, you was bad at uh, all of them. It was one sport that you know you had no business being on the field. Football, for sure. This no business being there yeah. whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, that one. Also baseball, also basketball, also lacrosse. I mean, like, I played squash. I played everything. It was just terrible. Squash. Come on now. Squash now. Come on now. I love it. So, so you, you, so where are you, so where were you born and where are you based at right now? I was born in Houston, Texas. Okay, now. Stop right there now. Stop right there now. I'm from Houston, Texas now. Born and raised oh, in right. Houston, Texas, Ryan. So, so what part of Houston were you born and raised in? Born in a little town called Kingswood. I know exactly. That's not a little uh, town. That's a, that's a big, 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 nice living town. He's throwing out. All right. Exactly compared, to, compared to New York City, it's a nice little town. Yeah, compared to Fifth Ward, Texas, where I was born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a big town. Gotcha. Absolutely. And so, uh, and what yeah, brought you born, to New York? I was born. Um, what brought me to New York? I, I graduated college in yes, 2006. Sir. Yes, sir. And I said to myself, you know what? I, I don't want to do what everyone else is doing. Just go get a job and live my life. I 
I've always had this passion for theater and for acting. It's what I want to do. Mm-hmm. I've worked every summer, you know, through high school and college. I've saved up some money. Yes, um, I'm going to go to New York, and I'm mm-hmm. going to try this acting thing. Because if I don't try it now, I will regret it for the rest of my life. True. And I don't want to be 50 and have a midlife crisis and then try to act with a family and kids and all that. So I gave myself two years, and that's what brought me to New York City. Okay, cool. And when you went up to New York, I, I just want to talk about your life. I got I got you on the air here, and I'm money making conversations. I always like to tell people about the journey because they only they see the end results. They see you on TV. They they hear the credits that I'm putting there, but it's that journey, you know, the ups and downs that that, that that's made you here. Like I said, you went to New York. So when you go to New York, there's a lot of doubters, a lot of people because the odds of success. Uh, you know, they say, they say if you make it in New York, you can make it anywhere. That's the big statement right. in entertainment. So. You had New York, you had L.A. Why did you choose New York over Los Angeles? Because I really grew up outside Boston, and I went to college in upstate New York. So, mm-hmm. like, I was, it was closer to family. Mm-hmm. At least I knew some people. I mm-hmm. had two friends from college who were moving to New York City with real jobs so I could mm-hmm. live with them. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know anyone in L.A. And my training, really, and my, my interest was in theater to start. And, you know, you don't go to L.A. for theater, really. You go to L.A. for for TVs and for movies and all that, which who knows what my life would have been like had I done that. But New York was a good place for me to be because it's also, you have lots of other other opportunities. I mean, everyone you bump into on the street in New York City does something completely different from a place that is completely different. In L.A., a lot of people are there for the same industry. You know, it's an industry town. New York City is a success town. It It is an intellectual town. And that's what got me into real estate was just because the opportunity was there and it was next door you know otherwise i probably never would have done it right now i know as a, as an actor i was a former stand-up comedian so i know that you know the key is to be able to generate income while you're pursuing your career and so i i, I yeah. assume that you know either you're part-time at a uh hotel waiter or a restaurant so you can get off and be able to do these auditions so i'm assuming that's how you got in real estate right because it gave you your flex uh-huh. time or am i wrong Right. No, 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 no. You're right. I, I was lucky enough to not have to have one of those quote unquote survival jobs yes, for, mm-hmm. you know, for, for about two years, right? Mm-hmm. A year and a half, let's say. Mm-hmm. But the summer of 2008, so two years after I moved to New York, um, I, I basically just ran out of money and it was either move home to Colorado. My parents had moved to Colorado by that time or get a survival job. And I didn't want to wait tables or bartend or do temp work. They just I knew too many people that were a lot older than me mm-hmm. that had those survival jobs, and those became their job jobs, right. and they were doing that full time. Right. Right. And so I didn't want I didn't want that to happen. So a friend of mine said, "Listen, get your real estate license. It's the same thing. You meet new people every day. It's all an improv. Memorize information about buildings. It's the same way you memorize scripts for right. acting, and you make your own hours. You make your own time. If you don't want to show apartments today, you don't have to. No one's going to fire you. Right. You kind of you get what you." Put into it, and the harder you work, the more money you can possibly make. And you know the, and so that's why I started. And I, I got into it, got my license, went to the office with the brokerage I started at uh, the day Lehman Brothers filed for bankruptcy in 2008. I remember that. I remember that. That was a big deal. And so New York City, I moved to New York City in 2007, and so yeah. uh, my favorite city in the world is New York City because, like you said, it just you meet everybody. Beautiful. And um, the city is just it never goes to sleep. It really at three o'clock in the morning. They got traffic problems in New York City. People got traffic. Problems. Yeah. And so, so yeah. how do you 
Because I'm, 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 I've been in the industry. I'm still in the entertainment business. I'm a former stand-up comic. I've done acting. I've managed talent. It's all, all about that, that conversation. How did you start? You know, I know you're, 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 you're natural. Let's, I'll be honest with you. I hear you talk on the phone here. I've seen your TV show. You're a natural. So how did sure. you take those natural talents and then convert them to a salesman? Honestly, it's, it's the same muscle. Because when you're acting and what you learn, really, other than memorizing lines, is right. you learn to listen, right? You learn to listen. You learn to, to respond to people instead of just replying. You learn to breathe. You learn to adapt to different situations. You learn to be in touch with your emotions. And all of those things really is what acting is. And it's the same as being a salesperson. When someone is talking to you about a product, Right. I have to listen to them and actually respond to what they're saying instead of just giving them a line. Mm-hmm. Right? If I just give them a line, I'm a bad actor and I'm a bad salesperson. <laughs> right, right, if someone's right. having a bad day and I'm showing them apartments, I need to connect with that feeling. I need to empathize wow. with them the same way you do in a scene when you're right. working with someone wow. who's you know, going through a tough thing. It's, it's all the same. The acting muscle is the sales muscle, which is why I tell everybody to take improv classes. Take improv classes. Get out of your own skin, get out of your own way, learn how to talk to strangers because every single client you'll ever have is a future stranger the same way your best friend was at one time a stranger. Think about everybody you know other than the people you met when you were a baby. Right. Everybody you know right now, your wife, your husband, your partner, your best friend, that guy who's sitting next to you, at one point in time that person was a stranger. You know know What's the worst that can happen? What I really loved about what you're saying is that, you know, I never thought about it that, you know, when you're showing people property, you, everybody has a different state of mind. It might be a couple. It might be a, a person moving into a city. They might have a bad day. So you have to yeah. read them in that moment and then and then and kind of like play through the game of making sure that you, you continue the conversation moving forward. What 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 are, how do you how do you convert clients? How do you convert somebody who comes in because it's a listing they show up correct and you showing them yes. this particular property? How do you how do you make a person a client? You don't make them a client. You make them a friend. Mm. Nobody nobody in this world likes to be sold, but everybody loves to go shopping with friends. Remember that. Right? So you, you have to understand that it's, you know, everyone likes buying things. It feels good, but they hate spending money. So mm-hmm. how do you sell someone that hates being sold? And how do you convince them to, to buy something when they hate spending money? Right. Um, and you do that by becoming their friend. Just like I was talking about, everyone's a stranger until they're right. not. Right. Right? right. So it's a matter of finding something that is relatable. It's a matter of finding something that you have in common and not going for the clothes. Like what I always tell people is converting that client, converting someone to actually being a client of yours is the same exact thing as walking into a bar, right? If you walk into a bar, you're single, you're trying to meet somebody. You don't just go up and tap on that girl's shoulder and say, hey, do you want to come home with me? Right. Like that's, she'll punch you in the face right. or she'll laugh at you and walk away. Right. So it always blows my mind when I walk into a store and the salesperson will come up to me and say, hey, can I help you with anything? Like, no, no, I actually don't need your help. I know how to look at shoes on my own. Right, 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 But if they compliment me, if they compliment me, they offer me a water, Mm -hmm. right? They show me something that's awesome that I didn't even know about. They see my shirt. is the same shirt that their boyfriend wore today. Like something (laughs) that grabs a commonality that's all of a sudden 
I'm making a friend or they're making a friend with me and I'm not just a client. And that's super important. You know, it's so important you say that because that's true. It's like when you walk into a, a place, you have a certain set of, of values that you have, what people are going to say to you. And so you prepare answers. You know, if somebody, you walk in the shoe store, you, you know, you don't walk in the shoe store, come on, can, can you help with some shoes? Well, why am I in here? Uh, yeah, yeah. And so if you say something, exactly. man, man, I like that tie. Okay, I didn't expect to like the tie question coming out your mouth. So then, I'm, <laughs> then I go, okay, cool, thank you. Now suddenly I'm, 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 I'm like in a, a social defensive. And then I go yeah. to the next question with like some water. Like he's saying, it's steps to getting breaking people down because when you walk into a room, then people understand a certain expectation, whether it's in a restaurant or whether it's, it's, it's you're walking into a bar or you're walking into a shoe store or clothing store. And that's really important. And you really have kind of like analyze that and just seems to be natural. I, I want to hold that thought, Ryan, because I want to bring you back to the next break because I got a series of questions I want to ask you about, you know, the, the power of you. You are a brand, my friend, and how social media is playing its way and, and how you're leading that balanced life with your family and to be suddenly successful. And, you know. Let's do it. Let's do it, my friend. We'll be right back with more Money Making Conversations. I got a new friend, New York City man, Ryan. You know, I ain't got no billion dollars, but I got dollars. I got dollars. On the phone is Orion Serhant. Uh, he's a reality TV star, a real estate mogul. Let's put that at mogul. You know, and um, 10 years later, after he started with $9,000 in his first year, he leads a team of 60 brokers and averages a billion dollars in sales every year, making him one of the most successful real estate brokers in the world. Now, Ryan, walk us through your path to your multi-million dollar career at just 30 years old. Oh, man. You know, I was born in Houston, <laughs> first Texas. Of all, first of all, you just say, oh, man. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, honestly, the, the kind of through line to my life yes, has sir. been the power of the word, the word yes. Yes, sir. I said yes to everything, right, except for drugs. Right. Um, I said yes to, to everything, and I, I would rather regret the things I did than the things I never tried. Right. Because it's, I'm so terrified every day of, of like the loss of potential, you know, and every day is another day that I'll never have ever again. And I'm just so thankful to even just be alive, man. I, I know that sounds so crazy and people are listening to this and they're like, dude, that guy's insane, you know, take a break, you know, take a nap. But at the same time, like I, I've known too many people whose lives have been too cut short right. and I, I want to milk every day. But so I was born in Texas, grew up outside Boston. I moved eight times before I was in the fourth grade. I sucked at sports. The only thing I was good at was theater. I graduated college in upstate New York with a degree in English, uh, moved down to Manhattan in 2006, tried to act for two years. I did a soap opera. Then they killed me. I did hand <laughs> modeling to pay rent. I, I held phones for AT&T for a while. Uh, if you Google Ryan Serhant, my name, hand model, it's going to be a fun trip. I, I dare anyone to do that. Um, so I was, a, I was a pretty big hand model. And mm -hmm. then I ran out of money, got into real estate at the end of 2008 when mm -hmm. the Great Recession started. And I just became obsessed with the idea that I, the harder I worked, the better the chances that I would make an income and that my life was in my own hands. My destiny was in my own hands. And that's what I became obsessed with, with regards to selling. That's why I love sales. You know, that's why I love meeting new people every day. Every single day is different. I'm not punching paper, you know, I'm right. 
right. trying to meet new people, trying to decide what I need to do. And uh, I got lucky in 2010. And even though I quit acting in 2008, mm-hmm. I kind of came back around into it because I went to a casting call for Million Dollar Listing New York. Wow. Uh, that's the show on Bravo. And I was cast on that in 2010. The first season came out in 2012. And I just milked that as much as I possibly could and used that as much as I can to build my real estate career. And, you know, I made $9,000 my first year. Last year, I sold $838 million worth of real estate. Wow. Congratulations. Applause needs to start at the, start at the end of that speech. Thank no, you no Thank applause. You. No, no, really, no because, applause. you know, the thing, I, the thing I hear about is that when I hear your, your conversation is about you see an opportunity, you don't run from it. You know, you understand uh, you don't, fear is not an option. Fear is an opportunity to go through for an option. And so when, yes. but in doing these deals, what is the hardest deal? What, 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 what would you consider a hard deal to close? Or has there been an ultimate hard deal to close in your in your real estate career? Um, you know, if, you can't negotiate with someone's wallet, but you can negotiate with their feelings. Right. Like you can make someone happy, you can make someone sad, you can make someone excited. But if someone doesn't have the money in their pocket, like they're how they're not going to get it. You know? Right. So the hardest deals to do are are with people that I probably just can't, honestly can't afford it. Um, and like, cause those are always like going up against a wall, right. you know, that honestly, and people who lie, you know, mm. it's like, how, how am I going to work with someone and build trust with someone who lies to me about anything? Like those are the toughest types of deals to do. I mean, I, listen, I can talk to you for a thousand hours about hard deals and dead deals and the toughest deals I've ever done. I know we don't have that kind of time, but like if I had to bury it all down, it, it comes down to those two things. Because, um, you know, we, you know. Let, let me ask you this: You have couples come in, you have individuals come in, and you have is is working with a couple to try to get them to make a decision. Is that tough, especially when they don't know what they're looking for when it comes to real estate? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, it's, it's an educational <laughs> yeah. process, right? Yeah, listen, I, I tell everybody at the end of the day, you're going to buy something you love and you're excited about it, but. It's buying real estate is one, an education process. You have to understand neighborhoods, areas, schools, when is trash picked up, pricing, values, comps, where the market's going, where it's been, all that stuff. Um, but it's also a process of elimination if you're looking to buy a home. So it's, you know, eliminating what your husband wants and eliminating what you want too and trying to come to a compromise. Like, I've never gone to a closing for a property and had the buyer stand up and say, oh my gosh. I got exactly what I wanted, my dream home, and I spent way less than I ever wanted to right, spend. Right. No one has ever said that. Everyone gets kind of what they wanted for more than they wanted to spend. Like right. That's how it works. And once you understand that, then I can work with couples who are having a hard time. I can you know, work with difficult people and just try to ease them towards a good option. Well, you are working in what they call high real estate country, New York City. And so yeah. they, so now I know that I'm fortunate to have a home in, in Houston, I have a home in Atlanta, and that there's a wow factor. I know when I walked into the home that I bought in Atlanta, I, I wow, my wife had to stop me because I was like, I want this house. She, hey, you can't tell them that right now. You know, you, you'll blow it. So what is the, is there a wow factor when you see customers who walk into a facility or walk into an apartment, a condo, a townhome, and say, 
I want this. How do you how do you leverage uh, instant love for a property to say how do I I can close this? How do you just it has to be something like type of wow factor, huh? Um, yes and no. Obviously, yeah. a lot of things I sell are don't have a wow factor, but they have a wow factor for that person. I will say I use something when I'm selling called the wow moment that yes, I, I write about. Oh, in, okay, cool. In, in my book, right. Right, that I write about in the book, mm-hmm. um, and that's where you know, let's say someone has a budget of, you know, I don't know, like five hundred thousand dollars, okay? Right. And in a lot of places, that's a significant amount of money for a home. In New York City, <laughs> it's not, right? It gets you maybe a closet, right? So, right, right, right. Um, so I and I know that most people don't want to don't want to live in a closet, right? But mm-hmm. I know that that's what they can afford, and that's what they're going to end up having to buy. So I will show them something to wow them. That's maybe six hundred thousand, right? Maybe six hundred and twenty-five thousand. Right. And I, I tell them, don't buy it. You're not going to buy this. But I'm with you today. We're looking at properties. I just want to wow you for a second because this property is so cool. Right. They'll see it. Obviously, they're wowed. Holy crap! They could never afford it. But oh my goodness, this thing is so amazing. Thank you for showing me. That was fun. Now I take them to what they actually want, right. and it's going to look worse than what they saw, but. It gives them something to fight for. It gives them something to, to get excited about because, okay, I could buy this. I'll make some money. I'll sell it. And then I can probably one day get that apartment you just showed me, right? That one right. that I was right. so wow. And right. I say yes. And it pushes them to make their own decision to make that purchase. How does social media play a role in your career? Social media. Um, I, listen, it is, it is the only way that I know how to passively make friends. Mm-hmm. Social media is as long as you consistently post your social, honestly, right? Social media, meaning you engage with people in the comment section, you're commenting on other people's stuff. So many people on social media are just so unsocial. They post and then they leave it alone. They scroll through other people's things, but they don't like, they don't comment, they don't engage. It's there as a, it's passive friendship. You can say hi to hundreds of thousands of people all day, every day, go on the explore page on Instagram, find new people, say hello, meet new people. You can't do that every day when you're at work, when you're picking up your kids. So it's an amazing place to, to meet passive friends and save so much time. And then after they've gotten to know me with one post about my wife, one post about my workout this right. morning, mm-hmm. then I hit them with what I do. Here's right. a building I just put mm-hmm. on the market. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. Here's Here's something I just put on the market for rent. Here's this, here's that. And then tomorrow, back, look at this cute puppy I just found. Right? Like, it's, it's personal, personal business. Personal, personal business. and gets to know people that you don't even have to be in front of. Right? They don't even have to be in your same country. You know, an interesting thing about your book is that, because, you know, it feels like it's a book that, when one reads about, you know, a real estate mogul, you know, they automatically think it's a book about sale. It should be for people who want to sell. But it's not. Yeah. about it's a, it's a book about uh, improvisations, uh, being smarter, building confidence, overcoming fears. Because you talk about your life, and I always like to slow down special people like you, because, Ryan, you're special, okay? You, you're doing things that 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 are very unique because of the fact that you're a celebrated talent and you're doing it at a very young age. And I, yeah. I, I feel I feel fortunate to talk to you. So when you tell about your book, first of all, where can they get your book? And also, um, are you are you going on a tour to promote your book? What's happening with that? Uh, I just actually wrapped up the tour. The book is called Sell It Like Sirhan. Sirhan's yes, my last name. Absolutely. Um, yeah, how to earn more, sell more, and um, it's, it's awesome. I honestly think it's the best sales book ever written, but you're right. It's, it's 
it's for salespeople today who work in sales, real estate yes, brokers, shoe salespeople, tire salespeople. It's also for people that sell something on the internet, right? Who flip things on eBay, who work on Facebook, who maybe have a job all day long or go to school and you want to learn how to sell, make some little extra spending cash to pay down student debt or your mortgage or any other bills. I go through all of that. So it's how to build a sales career if that's what you want to do, but it's also how to sell as a side hustle. And at the end of the day, it's how to be a more confident person, how to be more of you out there every single day because Life is all about yes, right? It's the power of relationships. It's that excitement that you wake up with every single day because every day is a race. You just don't know what type of race you're going to run, and you might as well be as prepared as possible. I'm Jason Ryan. I'm starting in 2018. I'm putting together an influencer tour. I'm going to send an invite to awesome. you. You know I'm going to pay you. You know, I can't, can't ask right, a man who did a billion dollars a year in the revenue not to do some do something for free. But, my man, I want to thank you for coming on my show. This is Money Making Conversation. You're powerful, man, and you're Houstonian. Okay, you Kingwood. Thank I'm you. Fifth Ward, Texas. So we we brothers, okay? And you're living <laughs> in my favorite city. And tell your wife hi and keep winning and keep looking good on TV. Thanks, man. I appreciate it you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. So, go to buyraycon.com iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart.